Hey girl, hey. So sustainability is a huge buzz buzzword across the board in fashion and organic is a huge word, but what do those things really mean? Are they relevant to us as Christians? You bet they are. God has a lot to say about how we consume things and use things and how those impact the world around us. And today I'm going to be sharing with you three truths, three areas in which sustainability is a big deal for the Christian woman. Hey there, lovely. Welcome to Personal Style for Christian Women. Are you tired of walking into your closet and feeling like you have nothing to wear? Do you feel frustrated when you look in the mirror and feel frumpy and icky in your clothes? Do you want to build a wardrobe that is authentic, timeless, and easy in a way that honors God and His plan for beauty and femininity? Hey there, I'm Stacy. I'm a crazy busy homeschooling mom of six. I used to look in the mirror frustrated and uncomfortable in my clothes and wish that I could just look and feel good and maybe get a compliment from my husband. I wanted to have fewer clothes that I really loved, discover my personal style to feel joyful and creative, and appreciate my body at every size and stage. But I was terrified what people would think if I dressed for myself and let go of trends and expectations. Then I discovered how to have confidence in the way God created me and His plan for beauty. In this podcast, you'll find style tips from color to body type, the magic of having less with a capsule wardrobe, and biblical mindset tips so you can bring your inner beauty to the outside. So go put in your favorite earrings, fix that hair, and let's dig in. Today I'm going to share a review with you on the podcast, and it's from KS, and it says, I love Stacy's podcast. She's relatable, on topic, and gives really great insights and thoughts about image and style. I've been a member of her Facebook style group for about a month now. I've been blown away by the care and help I've received there. I'm really looking forward to more podcast episodes. If you are looking for a community, I would love for you to come join the Facebook group. Go to ChristianStyleCommunity.com and come join us over there where we do daily style challenges. And it's just full of amazing women, amazing faith women, lifting each other up, encouraging each other to look their best and to show up our best every single day. Hello, gorgeous. I am so excited today to be talking about something that is overall kind of a buzzword in the fashion industry, but I want to break it down from a biblical perspective today and really look at it from a conservative Christian viewpoint. So let's talk sustainability. Now, when we talk about sustainability, um, a lot of times it brings up conversations about climate change and just a lot of different ideologies that all get mixed in together. But today I'm going to really specifically be talking about sustainability when it comes to fashion and style and how that affects you and other people and what God really commands us regarding this area of our life. Sustainability in your wardrobe is really a process. It's not really a one and done thing because sustainability encompasses a lot of areas. And that's not really what I'm going to get into today. We will save that for a future episode on what sustainability actually looks like. Today, I just want to talk about and focus on the biblical basis for sustainability. I used to buy a ton of fast fashion. I was constantly looking for the next thing, the next best thing, the perfect thing to go in my wardrobe. And then I finally went through a period where I embraced um, merino wool as a natural fiber. And I went through this process of doing a 100 day dress challenge. And it really got me thinking about sustainability in our fabrics and our wardrobe and our style and, and how this applies to our lives. And God's really led me on this journey. 
And I'll be honest with you, this podcast episode was completely his idea, brainstormed in a prayer session, and I sat on it for a little while, and I'm finally bringing it to you today because I really feel like God has something to say to us about how we consume and how we use things and how that impacts the world and the environment and our own selves and our own values and our faith. So today I'm going to be sharing with you three overall areas in which we need to consider sustainability from God's perspective. The first area that I want to touch on is the environmental perspective and the environmental impact of fashion, fast fashion, and sustainable practices. And I want to point you back to Genesis 1 when God is creating man. You know, in Genesis 1:26, God says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God creates us. And one of the first things he does is gives us dominion over the earth and the environment. He puts this responsibility into our hands to care for these things. And we can talk about broken world and sin and how all of these things have entered the world since the fall and broken lots of things. But we still have that responsibility to make those good choices and to care for those things that he's entrusted to us. The reality is that conventional fashion manufacturing from farm to your closet is anything but sustainable. There are players in the fashion industry that are using sustainable practices, and you'll usually notice this by the price tag on those clothes. But I want to talk to you about two different areas in fashion manufacturing, where this is really a problem for the environment, this is a problem for the earth itself. So let's talk at the beginning. So when we talk about, let's just talk about cotton, okay? So let's talk about cotton. A lot of us think that because it's a natural fiber, it's better for the environment, it's better for our wardrobe. And it can be true that it's better for your wardrobe. I'm a huge proponent of natural fibers, but conventional cotton is anything but great for the environment. Conventional cotton takes a ton of water to grow. It's really terrible for the soil. It depletes it quite a bit. There are a ton of chemicals that go into it, and the process is just really hard on the soil. Um, There are um, organic cotton farmers in America that are doing things in a better way, but every time you buy cotton, and this is really, we're going to talk about genes here a little bit, but most genes are made out of cotton, and so this is one of the largest areas where cotton is grown and manufactured and used is in the production of denim and jeans. And this process is really one of the worst processes in fashion manufacturing that you can find. And, you know, cotton overall has a bad reputation for being just sort of a destructive crop history in our nation overall from slavery. And now we're talking about it from an environmental perspective. But misusing our resources and misallocating them in the production of cotton is definitely not something that's being a good steward of the earth. And you as a consumer, by buying and supporting these practices, are contributing to this overall degradation of the earth and our water supply and the ground. And this is just the beginning of the manufacturing process, right? This is where we get the fibers, we get what we're using to create the clothing. So let's jump way ahead to the future here of this garment and let's look at it from a disposal perspective. So I'm guessing that when you get tired of your clothes, some of you may try to resell them or gift them, but a lot of times what we do is pack them up and we take them to a donation center, whether it's Goodwill or a local charity, but we donate our things thinking that they're going to be recycled and re-put into the community um, and reused in a way that makes us feel like we're making a sustainable choice. However, that's really far from the truth. 
The reality is the majority of the garments that we donate are deemed unusable and are not recycled into our local communities or even our regional communities. So let me share what actually happens. So all of these things go through some different processes. They get sorted in multiple different ways. And some of them get turned into, the best recycling option here is that some of them get turned into recycled material to use in other things like rags or things that you wouldn't really care so much about. They get broken down. But the majority of them, especially things that are synthetic fibers that um, don't hold up well and can't really be recycled and reused well, they get put into these ginormous cubes, zip, basically Ziploc packed cubes that are about the size of a mid-sized sedan, essentially. So a rather large cube stuffed like air stuffed full of clothes. And these get shipped overseas, generally to Africa, and they get deposited on the shores over there. And so there are images you can see where their beaches are just littered with these cubes of American unusable clothing. And not only is this you know bad for the environment because we're dumping this stuff, but it's also bad for these local environments and these local industries in these developing countries. Because the people there, these hand artisans that make these clothes and that have for all this time, they are no longer making the clothes that they need to make because everyone is finding what they need in our discards. And so from the beginning of the manufacturing all the way to this disposal process when it comes to our clothing and our fashion, the process doesn't really allow us to be a good steward if we don't know what we're dealing with. If we're just buying fast fashion off the rack and we're disposing of it two months later because it's outlived its usefulness or it's no longer in style, we're really just contributing to this problem because by buying more, we're telling the fashion industry we need more. And so they're making more. They're growing more cotton. They're using more water. They're doing a lot of other things that some of it we're going to touch on, but they're just not, you know, you're, you're feeding the process of using more, consuming more, and not being sustainable. And even when you think that your donation is going to be a good thing, I really encourage you to look at the company that you're donating to, look at their practices, ask them, email them if you want to, but find out what they're doing with those clothes. Find out if they're recycling them, if they're putting them into a recycling program that actually does do what they're promising, or if they send them to a company that packages them up in cubes and ships them overseas. Knowledge is power, my sisters. Knowledge is power. So let's talk about the second area where sustainability is really impacted by God's word. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine, um, and just Matthew and 22 in general, they're asking him, what's the greatest command? You know, and he comes forth and he says, and Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, right? Number one, love God. It's the first commandment. This is the great and foremost commandment. That's what it says. And then verse 39 says, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. So let's talk about how being unsustainable in our fashion choices influences our ability to love others, even others we don't know and we don't see. So again, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the manufacturing process here, and I am going to use those blue jeans that we handed out earlier as my example. And I just want to note that all of my information here is found in multiple sources, um, some different books. I will link them below this podcast. So if you would like to really dig in and dig deeper into the toils and the troubles of manufacturing clothing, you can go right ahead and read this all for yourself. So let's talk about those blue jeans, okay? We talked about cotton being such a water-heavy crop and how much it consumes, but once that cotton is picked and it's turned into fibers, a lot of time it goes into making jeans. I believe, statistically, jeans are the highest consumer of cotton products around the world. 
We all love our blue jeans, right? But let's talk about another process in jeans that's really damaging, um, both to the environment and to people, because we're supposed to be loving people right now. So a lot of gene manufacturing happens in China, Vietnam, and um, India. So what happens over there is they don't have the restrictions that we have in the U.S. So the process of dyeing genes was once done with indigo, a natural plant that grows out of the ground, um, and it's just a naturally occurring dye. But indigo is more expensive and more time-consuming, and so over time the manufacturing of genes has become done with chemicals and chemical dye. The problem here is that the chemicals found in those dyes are often cadmium, lead, and a few others, all of which have been classified by the World Health Organization as highly damaging. And so these manufacturers in these countries, where there are very little regulations, um, they're taking these genes and they're throwing them into this vat of water, which it requires an, an obscene amount of water, you guys. They're putting in chem chemicals that are unhealthy for workers in the environment. And then when they're done, because they lack regulations, they're dumping these chemicals into the water supply. So every time you buy a pair of jeans, you're kind of not loving others because of the process those jeans went to to get to your home. And I know that most of you are not going to give up your jeans. And so just be aware that buying jeans brand new definitely contributes to this problem. Um, it's definitely harming people in other countries that are making these blue jeans. And there's so much more in this process. I do encourage you to read some of these books so you can see for yourself um, all the really deep insights and the things that go on. But you can buy your jeans secondhand. Um, they still went through the same process, but at least they're being recycled. And there are companies that are making jeans from organically grown cotton um, in factories with good work conditions and using indigo dye. They are going to cost you more, but they should last you longer at least. So let's talk about the second part of loving others. Um, once upon a time, um, America was a great contributor and producer of fashion, but that has long since gone out of play as pricing has driven outsourcing to other countries, again, with low regulations. You can look and see that in certain countries, there have been terrible catastrophes in these manufacturing plants where they don't have adequate ventilation, they don't have adequate protection for these chemicals they're dealing with, and there have been some real tragedies that have occurred because of our need and consumption for fast fashion and repeatable fashion all the time. And so just think about how you can reduce this. Okay? How can you reduce your purchases that hurt other people in their processing, in their manufacturing? What can you do? Pray about it. Ask God, what can you do to reduce your own individual impact, right? So that you can say, you know what? I'm doing my best not to harm other people that I've never met by buying fashion that was created at the expense of other people. All right, the final area that I'm going to touch on here is our own individual spiritual journey when it comes to sustainability. God is really clear about what we should be focused on. And I already told you once, it's supposed to be him at the expense of all others. But I'm going to tell you right now that shopping and fashion can be its own idol. And I'm going to pull a verse a bit out of context here from Jonah, Jonah 2.8. It says, those who regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness. What is clothing anyways? Clothing is, it is a way that we communicate with the outside world, but it's become such a huge beast when we think about the fashion industry at large. 
that's telling you that you need the latest and greatest and newest and most trendy things to keep up and to look younger and to be accepted and all of these messages that they send us, okay? But when you allow those messages to come inside you and be a part of what you believe about how you look, you are definitely making an idol out of your appearance. You're making an idol out of your fashion. And we're not respecting that God asked us to put him first when we're putting so much effort and energy into how we look. And I know you're probably thinking right now, girl, you're an image consultant and you're out here telling us not to care about how we look. That's not what I'm saying at all, because we are going to care about how we look. And we are commanded to be stewards of our body. And this does include the clothing that we wear and how we present ourselves. But specifically right now, I'm talking about shopping just to shop, shopping as a hobby, collecting clothes as a way to make yourself feel better, as a way to numb some of the difficulties we face in life, because shopping gives you some incredible endorphins. I'm not even going to lie, okay? It's these kinds of things I'm talking about, whereas instead of focusing our energy on God and what he wants for us and what he's called us to and how he wants to look, we listen instead to the world and what they're saying and what we want to do and what our flesh wants to do because shopping does feel good. And on the backs of this and our ability to make shopping and fashion an idol, I want to talk about our responsibility financially our responsibility to be sustainable with the wealth that God gives us and grants to us. I'm going to read from Luke 16, 10 through 13. He is who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? And if you've not been faithful in the use of that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. So what exactly does this have to do with sustainability, fashion, and God's view on all of this? Well, clothes cost money. Even if you're thrifting, clothes still cost money. And if you're going on buying sprees on a regular basis for clothes that you don't really need because you have some at home in your closet and they fit you, and they suit you, and they look good, you are not being responsible with the wealth that God has entrusted to you. You don't need a thousand or multi-thousand dollar closet. You don't need a new outfit every time you go somewhere, and you don't need a new wardrobe every three months, (laughs) okay? You don't need any of those things. You need a solid wardrobe that suits you, looks great on you for coloring, suits your body type, suits your lifestyle especially, and gets you moving forward, doing the things God has called you to do, gets you dressed to facilitate society's expectation of being clothed, that's all you really need. You don't need a bunch of new stuff. You don't need a new stuff all the time. You don't need to be trendy. You don't need to please other people. You don't need to do any of these things. You need to be authentically you, you need to be clothed, and you need to listen to what God has to say about what he wants for you. Because if you ask him, he will tell you. And there are some great passages in the Bible about how women are supposed to look and our perspective on our looks and our vanity. And I'm not going to go into all of them today. Um, They're there. You can go look for them. We can talk about them another time. Today, I just really wanted you to start thinking about sustainability from a biblical perspective. 
What does God think about the way we consume fashion, about the way we often put our image and our looks on a pedestal above other more important things that he's asked of us, that he's things that he's called us to? What resources has he given you? What wealth in different areas has he given you that you need to focus on being a better steward of? What practices can you change in your consumption and your habits that do a better job of fostering stewardship, right? Stewardship of the earth, buying from companies that are committed to ethical and sustainable practices, um, keeping your clothes longer, reusing clothes, taking them and tearing them into strips to clean your kitchen floor, if you will, right? There are other ways to both purchase and discard of your clothing that is more environmentally friendly than some of the things that we do. Second, like how can you take your shopping practices, your fashion practices, and everything that you incorporate into your fashion and consider how that's impacting other people, right? How can you love other people by making better choices in the realm of sustainability and fashion? And finally, take a good hard heart look, right? Pray Psalm 139, 23 and 24 out loud. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. You may not have ever considered how your consumption of fashion, your approach to style and image has an impact on your faith walk and your ability to be a steward and to be obedient to God, but it really does. And the thing is, it's not your fault. It's the fashion industry and the way it's grown and constructed. But if you don't know about these things, you can't make better choices. And the reality is most people don't know about these things. These are the hidden, dirty underside of fashion. But I wanted to bring them to you and God asked me to bring them to you. So here I am, Lord. Here I am telling him that blue jeans are cancer pants and all sorts of other crazy things. And if you're listening to this and you're just mind blown, again, I'm going to drop the link to this book below and another couple books and you can go and you can learn more about this on your own. But what I would love for you to do is choose one of these areas, whether it's environmental stewardship, it's loving others as we love God, or it's your own heart work that you need to let God do. And I'm just going to challenge you to dig in, to really pray on this, seek God's will, dig into the word, see what he has for you and what changes he wants you to make when it comes to being a sustainable and responsible consumer of fashion. I have really enjoyed sharing this. This is such a topic that is near and dear to my heart, the more I learn, the more just disgusted I get with how damaging the conventional fashion industry is across the board. So my prayer for you today is that you would just allow God to change your thinking about fashion, about image, about your own style, and let him renew his word in your mind and Just transform your thoughts, transform your own image and your own expectations about how we look and how to really let God affect that and influence that and share with you what he has for you. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. And I bless you. And I hope that this gave you tons to chew on. And maybe next week will be just a little bit lighter. Hey there, gorgeous. Before you go, if this episode inspired you and helped you to feel more confident, I'd love for you to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. 
Second, hop on over and join the free Facebook group at ChristianStyleCommunity.com where you'll find Jesus-loving women just like yourself learning about style and building a dream wardrobe. Get dressed. Be radiant.